2: welcome to the busted open podcast this is the busted open podcast you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156
3: Hi, i'm jonathan hood with the world's strongest man mark henry for Busted Open, and Mark, we had a heck of a show talking about the triangle between Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman on SmackDown on Friday.
2: Man, you missed this
3: one. You are sadly, sadly mistaken. This is one of the best stories in pro wrestling. AEW was on fire this week, especially with Brian Danielson taking on Adam Page for the AEW Championship, but we saw the return of Dan Lambert coming to Rampage.
2: Dan Lambert is the guy you love to hate, and he was back finally, and he was spitting the truth.
3: Also, our weekly winner will tell you what was the best show of the week and so much more. Tune in to It Open on the SXM app, and of course, It Open Monday through Saturdays right here on Fight Nation. You just knew that when, when Roman Reigns got out of the back of that truck, he says, let's go to my ring and let's talk. Because you could just tell he got fed up. He wanted to get some answers, right? He wanted answers. But you you didn't know what was going to happen, though, in that spot. You didn't know how. Because this has been strung along, and it's been a great story. It's WWE's greatest storyline of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. And all Roman's wanted is his answers. He got his answers. And that quote, that money shot, I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar, that popped the building. That popped the building on Friday night. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and and you need that, you need that. But I knew something was awry
3: mm-hmm.
2: when Paul opened the door and Roman got out on the other side. Mm-hmm. And when they got in the ring, and he 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 looked at him like, "Tell me why." Are you protecting Brock from me? Mm-hmm. He set him up. He set him up. Yep. And Paul didn't go into the babbling. Paul, he he basically said, "No, I'm, I'm Brock is dangerous. He's a threat. Right. He could hurt you. I'm protecting you from him." Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no. Nope. Sorry, wrong answer. No. Nope. And and I, I I really did think at that moment that maybe they were gonna talk some more. Mm-hmm. But and and I would have been down for it, to, to keep the story going. But that's not what we got. We got a we got a dismissal and we yes. got a firing. Love it. And then he got cracked.
3: Yep. Superman punch right across the chops and oh, down yeah. he went like a ton of bricks and that's the essence of a story the misnomer about this business is that fans don't have patience like oh they don't want to have a storyline that stretches out for four five six months well that's a lie you know that's not true. If it's good enough, we'll sit there just like Mama watched soap operas for all those years, trying to figure years. out what is the culmination. Right? Days of Our Lives, Edge of Night, General Hospital, all those, all those things from back in the day. The right?
2: Young and the Restless.
3: Young and the Restless. You know, generation. That was my first job.
2: That was my first job. The first time that I ever got paid for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably like eighty or eighty-one. My grandmother. And my mom were both addicted to Guiding Light. You Remember the oh, show called Guiding Light?
3: CBS show, yeah.
2: And it was summertime, and they both were working. They, they cleaned houses. Mm-hmm. And they was like, look, this show come on at 1030, uh, whenever it was, mm-hmm. and I need you to watch this and tell me when I get off work what happened. I, now, listen. I want you to watch it, and I want you to remember, if you gotta write it down, write it down. But I uh-huh. need you to tell me what happened, and I give you two dollars. I was like, two dollars? For real? Yeah baby, I give you two, but you gotta, listen, you gotta tell me what happened. And man, I would sit there in front of that damn TV, and I would, man, I would memorize lines, everything. So <laughs> and they would ridiculous. come back, and I would tell them what happened on the guy in light, and I would get my
3: two dollars. That's so ridiculous. You are a human VCR. You are a human. BCR. I was a human
2: VCR. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's, <laughs> that's so sure ridiculous.
3: <laughs> but yeah. people, people like Mark. They like a story, and it comes to a culmination. And so I love yeah. that that we found out exactly which side Roman was on now. Here's the question on day one, the pay-per-view on January 1st in Atlanta. What happens? Is Paul going to be trying to come back to Roman and apologize? Or will he be on the side of Brock Lesnar? So there's another chapter to this, and that's the essence of great storytelling. Listen, Jonathan,
2: I would not have Paul be seen with Brock Mm -hmm. between now and day one. I would not have him be seen no conversation, anything. And then I would have Brock come out, Roman come out, and they get into the match. Within the first five minutes of that match, I would have Paul come down to the ring. No music, no Bollyhoo, nothing. And just stand there with his head down. Mm-hmm. And it's going to look like him, he will he feels remorse for the for hurting Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. He feels remorse for letting down his tribal chief. Yeah. But then the smile, the smirk, and he mm-hmm. pulls the rug from beneath Roman and helps Brock. Whether it be by distraction or something and Brock is able to beat Roman Reigns. And that would be the culminating, the true ending to the story. Because until Mm -hmm. something happens between Brock and Roman, the story is not over.
3: We just got the beginning of the end. You know what I love about this, Mark? There's It's three layers to this. Paul Heyman is not the Paul Heyman he was even 10 years ago. He definitely is not Paulie Dangerously. He's not ECW Paul. Roman Reigns has full autonomy to be able to say the verbiage that he wants. I know that there's a lot of WWE wrestlers that's in that locker room that's like, man, I wish they could just give me an outline and just let me talk, just let me cook, right? Instead of having to be able to say words and lines, line after line and make sure it's perfect. Roman can be himself. The Roman that we see now was the Roman we saw in Florida Championship Wrestling. People forget about that. He was arrogant, had the suits on. And again, that's in his infancy. But you could see seeds of a heel even back then. But the Roman Reigns we see now is even the different Roman that we saw five or ten years ago. And then Brock Lesnar. It's a different Brock than we've ever seen because he's on the stick. He actually can yes, talk. Is. He actually can entertain. That stuff with Sami Zayn has been very entertaining. So as this all goes along, we're seeing the metamorphosis of three different characters. Even though it's the same three we've seen for years, they're different. And again, that's something that the WWE it's and all point. of wrestling needs to have to be able to take a look at. Because just because you see Paul Heyman, he's not the Paul Heyman with the phone and the suspenders. He's not that. He's not ECW Paul with the trench coat. He's not he, He's not even the guy from what, that he had the New York Yankees cap with Brock back in 2002. It's a different Paul. So all three of these guys have changed, and change is good in wrestling. The same guys, but just different. Yes, it is.
2: You know, it, you're, you're 100% right. What, what a great analysis of time and place. Uh, Brock, I feel like, is the best Brock we've ever seen. Physically mm-hmm. and energy-wise, he's the same guy, but the fact that he can come out there and grab a microphone and smile and go, "Hey, uh, Sam, we, we should go hunting," you know, like <laughs> just to entertain and and do all the things. Like, come on, man, this mean. And 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 he has, a a, a a Brock has really good timing, is what he does his His best attribute wrestling and with his promos is his delivery and his timing and I mean we saw a glimpse of it when he won money in the bank and he had the briefcase and he used it like a radio the radio right. Brock Lesnar and now we get the full blown Brock Lesnar with all the personality and the, the, the smile and the glib and the, you know, like, I I, I love that. And Roman Reigns, you, you talked about this, his metamorphosis has been one for the ages. From the guy right. that we first saw that left NXT to the guy that uh, was in The Shield Mm-hmm. The guy after the Shield that, you know, they they force-fed him to us as a baby. Yes. Face. They were forcing it. And you could tell that he didn't embrace it. He didn't embrace it. That's why it didn't work. He really wanted to be who he is now. And he was right. But he had to go through all those other phases to be able to make people give a damn. And um, now we have the finished product of all three guys. And we, we talked about the long-term storytelling. Wrestling fans mm-hmm. do want long-term storytelling. And and you could, I mean, you can you can break that down just by what we're gonna be talking about next. And that's the hour-long match between Brian Danielson. And Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Long-term storytelling is, is is something that we want as fans. But the the, the common denominator between uh, all of the things is it's got to be good. It's That's gotta right. It's got to be compelling. Good. It's mm-hmm. got to make me go, when it's over, pick up my phone. Watch this, Jonathan. Bro. Bro. Did you did you watch Raw? Did you watch SmackDown?
3: <laughs> right.
2: You see Dynamite today? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. If it don't revoke right. that kind of thing to where the friendships that you have with other wrestling fans, you don't call them, nobody's going to care. People care about Brock, and they care about Paul and Roman because of the time that's spent building this. And they want to see a definitive end.
3: It's the best thing the WWE has done. It's, the, it's their number one storyline and it, and it works. And so if I'm in that writing room or if I'm in that front office, I say, well, boy, Fox is happy with this and they seem like they're happy with this. Well, how can we replicate that? You know, I could do that by, again, having storytelling that matters. Uh, Mark, you don't like me. I don't like you. Well, let's wrestle. That's not a story. <laughs> that's not a story no. i'm mad at you because you 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 know you spill something in my gym bag well, we're gonna fight on the pay-per-view okay so that's no story that's not a story it's, just, it's a disagreement it's not a reason to fight it's a disagreement it's too much of that instead of hey you know mark you know you and i were a great tag team for a long time but you know what here's the problem with you man you signed too many autographs you lost the focus I'm in there busting my ass trying to wrestle. We're trying to win these tag team championships. But you know what? You keep hanging out with the fans. So I tell Jonathan, you what.
2: And you're jealous. Well, you you're know just what? jealous because people want my autograph.
3: Well, you know what? Here's what's going to happen, man. We're going to go in this match. Let's see if you focus. Let's see if you focus. When we get to, Bo- the Do- to Beaumont, when we have this matchup, we're going to see if you stay focused for this matchup. And then I turn on you because I drop off the apron. And when, right. you, want me, when you need me. When you got that when hand out,
2: you're not there no more.
3: No, I dropped off because you know what? You got soft and you dealt with the fans. So I'm going to the yourself. back. Yeah, and so now you and pissed. Now at me. you have an angle. Now yes. you have something. Now you talk to Mr. Bosch and you say, Mr. Bosch, I don't like what what my tag team partner did. He will pay for letting me get beat up in there. So when we come back to Houston, we we are going to have a fight, and that's what's going to happen. See, I mean that that's a story. Yeah. With the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood with you, and for Ryan McKinnell, 877 fight 877 is our phone number. Join the nation and be part of the conversation here on this weekend edition of Busted Open. I... Love Dan Lambert, my friend. You know, he, he just, he gets me he, right here in the heart. He, I mean, he just, yeah, He man. is he's just amazing, man. I mean, this is old school managing, right? If your guys are not going to talk, you need a manager, a mouthpiece that will just lay it all on the line. We talked about heels earlier, right? Heels feel like they're right. He lays all this stuff out about Cody Rhodes and all this, what, it, what is perceived to be inside stuff about Tony Khan. And... If you're smart, if you're just reading the internet, you know what Lambert's talking about. And now it's now it's whether you agree or disagree with him. And I think that what Lambert's doing, it's just great stuff, man. I mean, he's one of the top guys in that company on the mic, just talking his shit and having fun with it. Yeah.
2: Him. I don't know what I pop for the most, rejoining with Mike Jones or uh Dan Lambert. <laughs> basically just crucifying uh <laughs> Cody as well as Tony and the things that he said there was some validity to it mm-hmm. but it was his opinion of what he was saying and that's the thing that a con man always gives you gives you a little truth yes i'm going to give you i'm going to tell the truth about it a, a little bit But then I'm going to throw this in here, too, and act like it's a part of the truth. (laughs) That's right. And and you got to really listen closely when somebody's filling you with a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Because you don't know where the truth and the manufactured information. Okay, the the bold-faced lie that the con man is trying to tell you.
3: You don't know which one is which. Dan Lambert just continues to go after Tony Khan and keeps going after Cody Rhodes. But I will ask you this, sir. I will ask you this about Cody Rhodes. Now, I watched the show last night, and I'm trying to figure out what the crowd was like in Dallas for Cody Rhodes. Obviously, in Chicago, obviously, we don't like him here. Uh, We throw his weight belt back at him. That's what we do here. We don't like him. Uh, A lot of cities are booing him. But when I'm on these conference calls with Cody Rhodes, this whole thing where – you know, the whole baby face heel thing is a tired trope. And I'm thinking, hold on, bro. Are you working me? Or do you really believe that? You know, you've heard him say this right before. Like all these tired tropes about baby face and heel. That's not really like, hold on a second. That reminds me of the old Vince Russo, Dutch Mantel story from, from TNA where Vince Russo's like, bro, I don't understand this baby face heel thing, bro, bro. I don't even understand this. Why is there baby faces and heels? And Dutch Mantel said, well, you know what? I got a book for that if you want to learn more about Baby Faces and Heels. It's called the Bible. And Vince said, well, really? What is it? Because he it's the Bible. And he walked out. <laughs> it's, like, the it's like, if you need to know where Baby Faces and Heels are, here's the good book right here. You can learn all about it here. That's why it's necessary. Because there's, there's protagonists and antagonists, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that whispering of eat the apple. Mm-hmm. Eat it. It's 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 good for you. It's enlightening. It's gonna show you things you never seen before. But God said, "Don't eat it." Psh, God, come on. <laughs> Is there really a God? Mm-hmm. Eat the apple. You're hungry. It's
3: delicious.
2: Yes. It's gonna help you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make you better, stronger, faster, smarter. But God said, don't eat it. And Cody can tell you, Jonathan, and tell me till he's blue in the face. There's no good or no evil. There's no heel, there's no baby face. All he wants, Mm -hmm. I know better. If Granny said, hey baby, I've been cooking all day. Don't touch that stove. It's hot. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna touch it. Right. Because I know that that is the truth. Cody, this this is y'all, y'all, y'all could quote this. Cody believes that he's different. Does Cody Rhodes come out of the good guy tunnel? No. Does Cody Rhodes come out of the bad guy tunnel? No. Where does Cody come up from? The middle.
3: Up the the portal. In the elevator. Yeah.
2: Cody is different. He views himself as different. Well. What he's saying, he believes. Sure. He wants you to like him or hate him based on the fact that he wants your judgment based off of him not based off good and evil and he he is the only wrestler in the world that does that i will say people are trying that's the argument yeah people the people say you see the sign in the crowd heel cody equals money right cody's not gonna do that guys
3: Mm-hmm. That's not who he is. He's not the bad guy. he's not the good guy. Yeah, but but Mark, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. He's The middle, but he yeah. plays the middle. That's fine for now. That's for And I'm wait. I, listen, I'm watching every week, I'm willing to see where this goes. <laughs> but you're not gonna bullshit a bullshitter, right? The idea that you walk around with shades of gray in your life does not work. You are either one person or the other. No one walks in the middle. You can. But people can see right through that. I'm just telling you as a fan from my standpoint, because you tell me that there's there's tire tropes, there's no babyface or heel, but yet you're you're willing to put yourself on on fire for for my approval. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you put yourself on fire? Why would you come out to Dan Lambert? You know people don't really like Dan Lambert. Why would you put yourself in that situation? You know why? Because you want me to like you. You do care. You are a babyface. You are your father's son. Don't do that to me. Don't pretend like you're just in the middle that you're neutral. Now again, I'm willing to wait. He's I will watch it. this, but Mark, you can't do that because so you're, you're saying either one that, thing or the that other.
2: He's working us.
3: Oh no question that, is,
2: that he's gonna he's gonna choose to be good or bad at some point. That he you, we're just we're just sitting here wasting time. We're waiting
3: on it, Mark. I have done a moonsault off the top of a cage in Atlanta. I've set myself on fire through a, a fiery table against Idolo. I'm in a matchup now with Dan Lambert. I've been misted on. I was going to retire, and I was going to leave, and then I came back for you, for you the fan. I've done everything. I'm part of this company. You know, I'm booking these buildings. I'm, I'm on TV with my wife. I'm doing everything I can, but yet you still looked at me like I'm the bad guy. I've done everything I can. But yet, you still look down on me. Well, guess what? No more. And we're going to see it.
2: What did 2022? Dan Lambert say that I told you there's a little bit of truth with all mixed amongst all the lies. You book yourself above people that have better records than you. Yep, That don't sound like something a good guy would do. (laughs) Dan Lambert pointed that out. It's the truth. Yes. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. You're talking about all the stuff of him being a good guy. Let me tell you a couple of things. Dan Lambert also said that you're an EVP. Yes. You have the power to go in the meeting and say, Oh, of course this guy is great, but I'm Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Cody is throwing salt in the game. Where I'm from, that's not viewed on as being a good guy. Mm. When you throw salt at other people so you can, do, you can flourish, that sounds like a bad guy. Mm. I'm guess just what? saying.
3: And guess what? The audience knows too. <laughs> the audience knows too uh, I thought there was a mixed reaction in Dallas but in some of these other markets it's straight booze yeah he should have a, a hustle loyalty respect shirt for the amount of <laughs> booze that he gets I mean seriously he should for the amount of booze he gets he should be in there saying you, you can't see me that's how many booze that he gets wow
2: you just raved a hand in front of the face too <laughs> damn <laughs>
3: I, look, I'm all for it, though. I'm not trying to fast forward through the story. I'm here for it. I'm watching every week, but you can't just tell me.
2: about the long-term
3: storytelling. Oh, yeah. I'm with, I'm, I'm with you, but I just know that you cannot walk through life gray. It's black or white. It's not gray. You know what I want to do? What's that? And this is based
2: off of the Busted Open Nation. Mm-hmm. And this is based off the conversation that you and I have had today about Cody. I'm going to suggest that I interview Cody on Rampage next week and ask him, why do he feel he's above good and evil? Mm -hmm. Just one question. Yeah. Why do you feel like you're above good and evil, Cody? Cody? There's good and evil in the world, and I want to hear what he says. And then I'll lay out, and then I'll say, thank you, Cody. That ju- it's just a question I wanted to ask so all of us know where you come from. Thank you so much, EVP. Uh, you go back <laughs> to your private room <laughs> and, you know, have the – have the. he don't have catering like us. He has food in it. Yes. Oh. Uh, I, I'm. It, it, Dan Lambert was not. He's he's different. Uh huh. That's right. And people wonder what's good and evil. You talked about all the good shit that you, that he does mm-hmm. and that he says. Yeah. And I just gave you the opposite, just so everybody can see that he is not choosing. Mm-hmm. He is both of what
3: people speak of. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morris.
2: This is Greg McElroy, And this
0: is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many
0: activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner.
3: This is Busted Open on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156 and the SXM app with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. I'm Jonathan Hood in for Ryan McKinnell. Open phone lines for you, Nation, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Hit us up on social as well. At busted open radio at the Mark Henry at wrestling TWT. Glad that you're with us for a three hour ride as We've been talking about SmackDown emanating from the all state arena in Rosemont in suburban Chicago. Also talking about dynamite and rampage from uh, Dallas, Texas and getting your reaction to some of the great action around uh, wrestling here over the last few days. And it is time indeed Mark for our weekly winner. This is always a, a great segment on Saturday because there's so much wrestling that's out there.
2: Yeah, and we and we we changed it a little since you were on last. Mm-hmm. Uh we started before with Ryan giving his weekly winner and he would go through the entire week, Monday through Friday. And then I would get my shot to go Monday through Friday. But what we started doing now is we started breaking down raw first. And we would both do raw And then we would go on to uh, NXT and then we would do our Dynamite review and then we'll do Friday as a whole. Uh, I feel like Jonathan letting letting you know that format was important Mm -hmm. because two months ago or a month ago, we had a string of Raws that were damn near unwatchable, but because we're wrestling fans, we're gonna watch it anyway. Sure, we're, we're gluttons for punishment. And over the last three weeks, Raw has been really good, actually. And I, I'm I'm proud of Big E being a champion that I feel like is is living up, even though I feel like more is desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to see him have more impact, but the shows, every match that he's been involved in, has been really, really good. Um, this one, this show was was exactly the same. I love seeing um, uh, Otis and Riddle uh, start to show off, and um, that finish that he used that they call it the falling. Power Slam, uh mm-hmm. World Strongest Slam, uh, <laughs> is very effective. Yes, it is. And I'm glad to see him use it and win with it, rather than use it and you as a high spot. Um, the best thing on the show, in my opinion, um, was Bianca Belair and Piper Niven. And if you have not listened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I refuse to call Piper Niven Dewdrop. I'm not going to do it. Dewdrop is a term that was laced in failure. The conception of it was uh, connected to failure. Um, What it was involved in uh, was unsuccessful. And I refuse to put somebody that's so good and and, uh, that I'm such a fan of connected to that. Man, what a hell of a match. I yes, mean, it was it was it told a good story, uh good action, uh the facials from Bianca not being able to lift her and when she got caught, Piper never moved. Mm-hmm. She was a mountain. I mean, it was really, really good, man. I, I was I was proud of those ladies. Uh, the way they perform. Um, Bobby Lashley, man, um, I've always loved Bobby's work. Sure. But Bobby is getting better. If that's possible, this late in the game, 10, 15 years, Bobby is better. Ageless. And he, he showed that in all three outings. Um on that show. He he basically ended the last hour of the show.
3: Mm-hmm. What say you? Bobby Lashley is ageless. Uh, and the, what I was interested to see is that he was slapping hands with the fans, I think, at one point when he was coming down. What I thought was very interesting. Um, but Bobby Lashley is someone I've always respected. And for him to get through Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and then Big E... That says a lot for where Lashley is in the company and where he is in the pecking order. And I've always respected what he can able, be able to do. Bianca Belair and Dewdrop, or, or I call her Piper Niven. I saw Piper Niven uh, in the UK and saw her NXT UK. And, and the reason why I like her is because she can move around like a cruiserweight. She's an experienced wrestler. And again, to a common WWE audience, she's just a gimmick. She's not a gimmick. They don't know her. Yeah, they don't know her, and Bruce Pritcher doesn't know her because, like, oh, you know, she looks like a dewdrop. She looks like, you know, no, she looks like Piper Niven, who can kick somebody's ass and, and yeah. powerful, and and with speed, she could do all those things. But that's what they—that's what they're doing now. Who knows if it—if it will change at some point? But I really liked what I saw from Lashley. I think that stood out to me most on Raw, um, in that uh, on Monday Night. I really liked what I saw there. Man, uh,
2: so I mean, we're in agreement. Raw was mm-hmm. a good show. Um, I mean, we had Queen Zelina and Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, it I, was well, nothing to write home about.
3: No, it was not.
2: And my mom always said, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. So we're gonna move right on to the next.
3: I, I, I will say, I will say, Rhea Ripley, hot as fire. And now she, she's losing against Queen Zelina. Now, it's not saying that Rhea Ripley can't lose, but she seems like she's losing her momentum. She don't have star written on her. Rhea Ripley, now all of a sudden now she's just mid. Don't like that. Don't like that. Man, for, a comp- that was- for, a, for a company bereft of baby faces. you going to do that to, to Rhea Ripley? Go ahead.
2: And she was rolling. I mean, everybody every week everybody knew that Rhea Ripley was going to come out Great entrance. Um, she was standing toe to toe with Charlotte Flair and That's right. anybody else that would look her in the face or look up at her to her face. And now she's, you know, delegated to going to the ring with an almost superhero. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> like I said, my mama told me to be good. <laughs> and I'm going to try my best. Uh, NXT, man. Uh, what did you think about the 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 no holds bar match uh, with Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson?
3: Uh I like that match. Um, well, first of all, I'm a Cameron Grimes fan. That's that's number one. Me too. So uh, so 2.0, 0, 1.0, 0, 0. 0.0. I like Cameron Grimes, whatever they want to call the show. That guy is a talent, and probably should even be a main roster guy for them at some point. I like that matchup because uh, Cameron Grimes. Um, you never get tired of watching him because he's perpetual motion in the ring, right? And babyface or heel, he is someone to watch. So I like him, Um, and I and obviously going to the main, I'm a Braun Breaker fan. I can't find someone who's not right. The guy is destined for greatness. If I, if I'm WWE, I see I somehow slip him into the Royal Rumble. If I'm the WWE, but that's just me.
2: Yeah, I'm a big Cameron Grimes fan. Uh, Ryan and I, we talk about him so much on the show that we feel like he is the uh, one true element left over from the way that uh, NXT used to be that that we still look forward to every week. That, you know, NXT has kind of become almost an afterthought in the week of pro wrestling when it was always – you know up you know all the way through the pandemic as we knew it in 2020 uh NXT was always in the top 2 maybe top 3 at the if if Raw or SmackDown really super shined uh, getting close to a pay-per-view or whatever but NXT was in, and AEW were ruling the world and now it's it's a shame uh where it's fallen Hey, uh, there were several matches hold on, that people, well, that was, I didn't even know who they were.
3: Well, that's that's your company. You, squ- that, I mean, your company squashed NXT. I mean, it, it it made NXT reset itself. When I mean, you go yeah. head-to-head and you have you know a, a, a lot of great fans that are going to AEW shows, great talent and great action in the ring, They the NXT had to do a reset. And I look at some of these people and I'm just like, who are these people, right? And, and there's a lot of experiment, and I can understand there's experiment time, but I will tell you, at this point in time based on this roster, I would not go across the street to see an NXT show. No. I just, I, I I mean, only, and nothing against the kids. It's nothing against the talent. It's just that you light the NXT's people light in there. Well, you light on story too.
2: Yeah, you light on the story, but you're throwing people in there that people don't know who they are. You're not building the people up enough to tell us who they are. Can you can you go through a week or two of hey, this this is this is who uh ivy nile is you know we, we got tony d'angelo yeah. we, we, we've got we got an education on him mm-hmm. the grizzle young veterans they, they have a long standing uh time of for us to know who they are jacket time they're new but but they've <laughs> they've done a lot with jacket time for you to know who they are i mean but it's still jacket time and it i'm is, not i'm <laughs> just i'm not gonna judge <laughs> it, it's the dewdrop
3: it's the dew drop, drop of names jacket time. it's the
2: dew drop of names i mean and you got braun breaker who you know he's 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 a future guy in that company um and and Roderick strong uh had to carry him in there and it just it was what it was um as a show i still just like last week with ryan. I, I feel like it's is. Ryan said, "Can we just not even talk about NXT anymore?" <laughs> I said, "No, <laughs> can't we can't do to that talk about it. Come on, we can't do that. We're not gonna we're not gonna discard them." Um, but moving right along is the best thing that we could do, mm-hmm. and we get to AEW Dynamite, and what we saw this week with the first match hour long. Mm -hmm. Brian Danielson, Hangman Adam Page. We talked about it the first, um, for uh, the second hour of the show. Mm -hmm. Probably as long as we talked about anything today. It was, it deserved a spot of the week in its entirety, all on its own. Yep, AEW Dynamite, Stands alone, um, and I'm not foreshadowing who I'm picking, but I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Damn, man. Yes. I mean, you had you had Wardlow defeat Matt Sidell. You had uh, Sheeta and Serena D with a great match. Yes, it was. And rarely do you have a show. That MJF is on with a match with somebody as athletic as Dante Martin, which I really enjoyed the match. Right. And it's second to something.
3: Yeah. And MJF? any other. Second? Yeah. Any other Dynamite show, that's your main event and the best match on the card. Yes. And, and, and so, maybe the
2: best show of the week.
3: Yeah. More best than likely. Best match of the week. Yeah uh Dante Martin wherever he goes is over uh, I told you before the show I went to warrior wrestling in suburban Chicago in Tinley Park it, uh, warrior wrestling is, is an upcoming midwestern uh indie that brings in a lot of stars and Dante Martin was one of those guys He got a standing ovation is he even 21 yet Mark he ain't even no. 21 yet is he, he can't buy beer man man I, I, I just he can't rent can- a car the he crowd. can't rent a car. He can't rent a car yet. <laughs> He's 20 and over and, and, and over. I mean, and so people, of course, watch that AEW TV and wherever he goes in the independents to try to get work. He's in Warrior Wrestling. He gets a standing ovation. People are rooting for, for, for Dante Martin, which says a lot. And then this match with MJF, it was a clash of styles. Because MJF style can work in the 60s, it can work in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way to where we are yeah. right now. It ain't high-flying, it's a lot of walking and talking, it's is, it is also mat-based, and it's also a lot of strategy, which I really like. And Dante Martin is a high-flyer, so it was a little bit of a clash, but not to the point where it ruined the matchup at all. So I really like what I saw from the, the Dynamite Diamond Ring matchup with MJF against Dante Martin.
2: Yeah, man, it was, it was unbelievable. You had uh, the likes of Ricky Starks being involved and, yes. and and the list goes on. But, man, we get the impact. And, man, you talk about a star-studded show. Man, you had Josh Alexander on the show. Yes. And you got Willie Mack and Rich Swan and Doc Gallows. You you got Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, mm-hmm. uh, Laredo Kidd, Tenille Dashwood, Jesse McKay. Like man, like I mean, this—they—they've acquired enough talent now to have sh- quality shows, quality programming, and I think that going forward, when the stories start to uh, really sink in, that we're gonna—we're gonna really
3: um, enjoy what's going on at Impact. Saw the main event of Dashwood and McKay. I thought they did really well. I just was just curious to see how Jesse McKay would wrestle outside of WWE, and so I liked what I saw there. From there, now from Impact, from their standpoint, is about awareness. They have talent. Yeah. They got veteran talent. Now it's about awareness. It's it can't be those four walls that know about Impact. A lot of people got to know that Impact is a player,
2: and 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 a lot of that is not the 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 talent. It's the business. It's the company. uh, Them. Putting themselves out there to where everybody can see them better, and you don't want them to become, um, R O H, uh, part two. That's correct. Um, and then we we get to we get to the end of the week, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we may we may have to you know kind of gloss through, uh, but like I said. SmackDown was great, sure. to an to an extent, mm-hmm. and it pushed all the way to what happened last, and that was it all being about Roman Reigns. Yes, it all being about Paul Heyman, and the culmination of that uh, feud. The rest of the the rest of the show uh, is as good as it was. Um, you know, I, I have to you know, let everything else pass by and you get straight to that. Um we saw the Wu Tang concert um <laughs> <laughs> with Rampage, the with the eight man tag in the beginning and the ten man tag at the end. <laughs> well listen. <laughs> they broke the record for the most people <laughs> ever put in a one hour show.
3: Listen. If you want to shoot with the audience, the reason why you got an eight-man tag and a 10-man tag is because that Our Broadway with Danielson and, and Paige. They took up all the time, so that's why you had to jam all those guys in, old-school Survivor Series style, yeah. eight-man and a 10-man. But I, I like both of those, the bookends, because there's a lot of action. In the middle, I got a chance to get Ty Conti and Penelope Ford. I think that match did a lot for Penelope Ford, showing that she could do some submissions against a submission specialist and, Ty Conte. and we so, got Dan Lambert. And Dan Lambert talking. That's good enough for me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports
1: Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...